0: where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matske convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget the bug spray as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. Okay, this is Monsteropolis, a show. This is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth i and joined as
1: always by my
0: pal Mark Matsky.
1: Hello there.
0: Hey, hello. We <laughs> uh, he, first of all, do you have Dan Cadogan's email? I think I did. You get his it? email? I sent. He sent an email in regarding oh. Mammoth Cave, and we're gonna want to read it on this episode, I believe.
1: I just want to make sure we have it. yeah, we actually have two you might have to resend that to me because it oh, came right. through as um just the we have three the subject oh we have three
0: yeah we have one about well. Kentucky Bigfoot
1: oh my goodness
0: all right all fantastic. Right. So the, yeah, two of these are are appropriate for this subject and the third we could probably read two. Um, I'll send all to you right now while we're okay. doing, while we're doing this very show um
1: now dan won the mothman statue did he not was it for Dan? The, i think I was it was, to, was for the to, kickstarter launch party yes. which is now in the rearview mirror
0: yes congratulations dan and thank you to everyone who, who uh tuned in i sent you those emails okay sweet um but yeah uh we are back we have not recorded in how many weeks it's been a while,
1: well, maybe three. I it's would been, have to say
0: before we left for Mammoth Cave, um, and this episode's all about Mammoth Cave. I have to say again, too, if you're uh, a, a, a listener of, of Monsteropolis and consider yourself a fan of what we do, you would, I think, you would really enjoy some of the video casts. Um, especially the most recent one, which the video version of monsteropolis where we actually showed footage of our visit to mammoth cave. And, and I might do the same again with this one might add in some footage for mammoth cave again, but it won't be as exciting as the last one. Um, but yeah, we're we're back. We're going to do an entire episode about our Mammoth Cave trip and catch up on some other Mammoth Cave uh, topics we did not get to. We've also got these letters. Before we get to that, uh, announcements. We have a Kickstarter running. Um, started last Thursday at seven p.m. and had raised like an obscene amount of its funding goal within like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. That was uh, we we would have hit. On like maybe, what do you think? Like maybe on like Mothman's Kickstarter, that would have been the one hundred percent of the funded goal in ten minutes. Basically, mm-hmm. it was like twenty thousand yeah. dollars in ten minutes.
1: Right, it would it have was, been the shortest yeah. launch party ever. <laughs> yeah, it was wild to see. Um, We're sitting at three ninety nine backers right now. Yeah, as of oh.
0: Oh, we're one so one yeah, away
1: from four hundred. We're one backers. away from
0: four hundred, and last year was four ninety six or four ninety seven. So we're getting we're already within a hundred of last year's. And my goal is to go over each year. So I'd like to see it hit like five thirty. Is is like the goal I have in my head mm-hmm. for number of backers. We're also within. We're over halfway to, to the next stretch goal. Yeah, um, in a single day, <laughs> I mean it went crazy yesterday actually i'm not sure we were trying to figure out what happened because we had had a slow day before and then yesterday just was like i couldn't keep up with the notifications on my phone mm-hmm. in like one four minute period we had like seven or eight backers and all of them were over or not seven or eight it was probably like five or six but mm-hmm. they were all over like two hundred dollars it was wild wow
1: be. yeah it was kind of crazy uh one it was of a group them, of friends they made a pact yeah it was a blood
0: <laughs> a blood pact
1: <laughs> If we are married by this day, we're going to back gonna the small town monsters <laughs> Kickstarter generously. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was. It's been wild to see. Um, My
0: viewers just saw me spit water all over myself. Do You that's spit the, it. That's the kind of thing you're missing. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's quality. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, it was. It was. It was a crazy launch, and uh, we still have three weeks.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. That's what occurred to me is that there's still three weeks to go in the most compressed month of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so it's, I I think everything is magnified by that
0: 22 days. I think Mm -hmm. as of today that's left. And then we also, um, the, uh, one thing I I actually just made an announcement about this. If you're listening to this and you haven't backed the Kickstarter because of whatever reason, but you, you're planning on it, the, um, on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey gets sent off to the printer, Next week, meaning Monday, the 15th, is the final day to back and get your name in on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey. The campaign continues running through March 4th, but that particular reward, getting your name in on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey, or uh, Sasswat the movie, as I affectionately call it, (laughs) uh, um, that will go away um, on Monday. So uh, just just a little heads up. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to announce. Oh, on the trail of hauntings episode two dropped. Um, if you're a squad member, go watch it. If you haven't, um, if you're not a member of squad, you're missing out on seeing, um, Zach try to communicate with, uh, little girl ghosts. Um, you're, you're he comes miss- close. He comes real close. <laughs> you're missing out on, um, I think I had the funniest line in the episode. <laughs> Uh,
1: Which one? The p. the p, oh, watching, yeah. <laughs> watching you pee line. Yeah, I I think yeah. Um, there's, heavy consideration. For yeah.
0: That. Uh, there's uh Andy saying very frank things. Uh, well, that's
1: his stock and trade.
0: Yeah, regarding ghost hunting. <laughs> um, I just think that people uh would would very uh, very much enjoy this episode. The only thing you don't get is Mark Matsky. Um and then in episode three there's no
1: pontificating. There's no there's no uh
0: masky presence at all. So um I'm not saying skip out on episode three, but just just a heads up.
1: The a, um, a spooky spooky abandonment. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a gorgeously shot episode though, I just have to say the um the anchorage mm-hmm. photographs well and that that area of Marietta looks yeah, really I mean, nice. It it's up on the hill. Yeah. Like
0: that. It's, it's a really cool location. Um, and I've said it's one of my favorite locations to film that. Mm-hmm. And I, that episode and the the Reformatory, I just think those are so much fun. Some of this has to do <clears throat> with the fact that I am able to just focus on B-roll. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it already, so I don't
1: really... Like just relax it. and have yeah, fun that's, doing it.
0: That's my thing. Mm-hmm. and And that's been... I'm excited with the fact that Santino has not decided he hates doing this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, because as of right now, I think he wants
1: I- to keep doing yeah, it. Yeah. The a idea is success. to
0: kind of keep going it, uh, with it. And so we have the next three episodes already planned out after episode three. So there's at least six episodes coming up. But uh, I kind of mentioned offhandedly continuing it beyond episode six. And uh, it sounds like he's in. I don't even know that we're going to try to break this down into seasonal it might just continually be adding okay. new episodes. Um so yeah, those are those episodes, the first two episodes now are available for squad members. Um I've debated talking about this. We um if I if I'm raspy on the show, I'm coming off being sick. Um so
1: just keep that in mind. You're down uh, to a pack a day. As I'm throwing up during <laughs> the episode.
0: Yeah, I'm down to I've, I've I've cut it down a little bit. 37 per, per day. All right. Um, This is the Mammoth Cave follow-up. Yeah. It makes this our third straight Kentucky-centric episode. Do you want to read these letters we got?
1: I will. Well, why don't I start with the Mammoth Cave letter, themed letter? And this is from our pal Dan. Subject is Mammoth Cave episode. Good day, Seth and Mark. Thanks for the really interesting episode on Mammoth Cave recently, both the Small Town Monsters community video and the podcast. I would encourage you, if you haven't already, to visit Seneca Caverns south of Norwalk, Ohio, when it's reopened. It's known as the Earth Crack, and I think it goes down about 10 stories, but it is more of a fissure than a true cave. There's a river on the bottom level, so the depth depends on how high the water is. It's quite a manageable cave, even with kids, as I once had my dad down there when he was about 85 years old. I wanted to comment on the TB patients in the cave story that you brought up about Mammoth Cave. Although not familiar with that actual story, it was believed years ago that smoke inhalation into the lungs would help stave off or cure TB in some medical circles. It may be possible that those patients were brought to the cave to live in the hope that the miasma of the clothes there in the caves and the concentration of smoke might help cure them. Certainly, if they were severe TB patients, the TB itself likely may have killed them and not the smoke concentration. I recall training with an 80-year-old radiologist who still smoked and told me that when he grew up in Ireland, his parents gave him his first pack of cigarettes at five years of age and told him to start smoking because they were good for him. Yeah, It was part of the TB prevention plan back then. Take care and keep up the good work. That's from Dan.
0: When when I was a kid, we used to listen to... The what what like the Lone Ranger and Superman Mm -hmm. radio serials? Yeah. There were ads for cigarettes constantly. And they were talking about like Doctor Recommended and Mm -hmm. just I'd get a kick out of it, honestly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they were bankrolled. A lot of those shows were bankrolled by tobacco companies. In good old days. They'd have yeah, yeah. Superman would come out. Yeah. Enjoying a yeah, cool Clark Kent would be filter. like
0: walking around. <laughs> yeah. Cool mint filtered cigarette. <laughs> Just like doctor recommends. Yeah.
1: Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's a fascinating whole thing with the TB patients. And unfortunately, uh, spoilers, we didn't get to see yeah. the structures themselves, but we did, we were on the Audubon trail where some patients were brought evidently. And I guess maybe they lived in tents or the structures no longer exist in that stretch. Mm. But I do know also, I mean, I I thank you, Dan, for writing in, and the the smoke certainly played into it. There's no doubt about it. I do know also that a lot of the workers who were in there originally getting the nitrates out for gunpowder, whether they were smoking or not, they probably weren't given what they were up to down there. But um, there there are these um, urban legends, I guess you would call them, or conventional wisdom being spread that people who were in the caves seemed to never get sick. And no matter how much work they did, they came out looking healthier and stronger than ever before. And I mean, there's some obvious ways in which those are, that storytelling, right? I mean, you're trying to create a reality by saying, my goodness, you look more vibrant than when you went into the cave after a 14-hour day of Scraping rocks, so I don't know what to make of that all. But Hmm. um, there, there was definitely urban legends about the health factor, the health benefit of being in the cave. Some of it having to do with uh, consistent temperature as well. There was no spikes in temperatures, therefore, your even fifty four was supposed to be good for your lungs. That was BS,
0: man. It was not everything I yes. read. was like, it's going to be an even 54. Well, we were too close to the entrance to experience that. I right. Think.
1: Right. I mean, what we had was the an even the, 31. Yeah. And the, the quote unquote breathing of the cave where yeah. the outside air was rushing in. Yeah. Where we were at. I think that's it. We were too close to the yeah opening.
0: I felt like it was colder down in there than it was outside. Mm-hmm. Just cause that, that breeze that came, the breeze. There. Sure. Um, cool cool email though thank you dan yeah what do we got we have a we have a a bigfoot
1: yes we do kentucky bigfoot this is from tommy what? <laughs> uh i'm mr heatmiser it says oh my gosh now- <laughs> we sat last night and
0: listened to that for 20 20- i didn't even tell you this we listened to the heatmiser snowmiser song on the drive back from cave city in that storm that we were yes. driving back in and I was so focused on the road that I just left it play. It played for three and a half hours. It, it played from cave city past Cincinnati, Ohio.
1: Wow. And he never said, Oh, he was Turn. sitting
0: in back with his feet <laughs> were tapping the whole time. He was dancing. He loves it.
1: That's great. Yeah. It's imprinted on us too. <laughs> yeah, it
0: has a way of doing that.
1: All right. So hi, Seth, please excuse the length and rambling of this email. It's not that long. That's my editorial. Yeah. First, been following you since the earliest What I just got a smartphone right after it started, and man, I was hooked. After you had mentioned you had family in Greensburg, I had to eventually tell you these stories. I live now since marriage in 97 on the Taylor-LaRue County lines north of Campbellsville and Greensburg. The ridge we live on drops down to the Rolling Fork River bottoms. My wife's family has always lived in this area, I'm from outside of Elizabethtown near the small community of Colesburg.
0: I love Elizabethtown. I love Elizabethtown and I love Louisville.
1: Really? Yeah. What do you love about them?
0: Well, so there's this weird connection between a lot of the kids I grew up with and Kentucky because my, my good friend Josiah lives there. Uh, Paul Shirley, who you Mm -hmm. met while we were there, Mm -hmm. lives, lives there. Um, There's just a lot of connections between there and, and Ohio. But Elizabethtown is, of course, the setting of maybe my favorite Cameron Crowe movie, which oh. most people are going to gasp about, <laughs> but I adore the movie Elizabethtown and, um, and, and Cameron Crowe is one of my favorite mm-hmm. directors. So when that movie it, that movie hit at a very specific point in my life where I connected with it on this yeah. like stupid profound level, okay, and so I just whenever I go there, it makes me think of that movie.
1: And you'd been there before <laughs> the movie came out, so is that how it? I've been
0: to the Louisville area okay. and Shepherd, um, Shepherdsville. Is mm-hmm. that the one that's right down the road there? Um, I've been there. I had not been to downtown Elizabethtown until the movie came out. But the thing that was so cool about the movie was the settings are so specific that you know what you're like like there's a scene where they <laughs> this is <just> so stupid <laughs> there's a scene where Orlando Bloom and Kirsten Dunst drive cars to meet like halfway so they can watch the sunrise together uh-huh. or something. And the road they're on, you're like, oh I mean I don't know exactly where they are, but I know that road. Like mm-hmm. I know I've seen that road. And like there's all yeah. these in jokes about how the roads are so confusing there. And mm-hmm. I don't know. This is like one. It, it was a movie you could disappear into, and so when you went there, because I would go there twice a year at least to visit mm-hmm. Josiah, you would just feel like you were in a movie or something. Yeah, it was, like
1: a slice of life. Yeah. type thing.
0: And so, like when we drove down, we listened to the Elizabeth soundtrack. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Anyway, our list. Everyone just tuned out.
1: <laughs> the, the weird thing is, Seth was actually reading the email. Yeah. Was- <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that wasn't me. That was. <laughs> okay. So hokesberg he we tries
0: are. to commit suicide on an exercise bike. have you seen the movie he tries to commit suicide no. on an exercise bike by duct taping a knife to it and it's one of those ones that <laughs> <laughs> and when he, he it's very dark he sits uh-huh. down on it and he's like about to do it and the knife just falls out <laughs> everything he's doing is going wrong and it just yeah yeah like, does uh,
1: he take that as a sign like he's supposed to uh, not so, yeah, die? yeah. Okay. And
0: so then he doesn't die. You would love this the soundtrack to that movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's very. It's a great soundtrack. Cool. It's a really good Peter Gabriel song. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: um, sorry. Oh no, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay. Again, this area is in the Rolling Fork. <laughs> this is a <clears throat> whole bunch of words. Mm-hmm. Rolling Fork floodplain. Mm, it's roughly two counties away from my home now. Back in 78, 79, there was one sighting outside of Colesburg. There was a man that had two hogs taken and later found, minus their innards. Also, there was talk of sighting on the firing range on Fort Knox. The river runs through Knox also. All this came from Dad at the kitchen supper table. I was nine or ten. This was the time of kids being seen and not heard unless addressed. These were stories from a little country store down there. So when Finding Bigfoot came out, we as a family would watch it. My kids loved it, and it rekindled my interest in, of Bigfoot, aliens, Loch Ness, etc. My wife wasn't real enthused, but wouldn't explain for a number of weeks. Eventually, she told them an encounter when she was four or five, 78, 79. She had been outside playing and saw a quote-unquote hairy man walk across the field beside their house. She came running in, crying and screaming, and told my mother-in-law what she saw, It was gone by the time she looked. It was headed towards the river approximately 200 feet down a holler in front of their house. A few weeks after after telling this encounter, her mom and dad stopped by the house one night and finding Bigfoot was on. They confirmed her sighting as well as relating four more encounters involving family. Three were general sightings and one was two coon hunters were scared out of the woods. When they got back to their jeep, something had slightly crushed in the hood. All these incidents were on a ridge above the Rolling Fork River. Needless to say, I was amazed. If it weren't for happenstance, I'd have never heard these accounts. It seems odd that this was all in the same time frame across several counties, but tied to the river. Also in 78 or 79, Wayne Burton had his sighting in Greene County. Not sure which part of the county Wayne and Dallas Gilbert RIP are fairly well-known guys that did a lot of researching in Ohio. Wayne is still in Ohio somewhere. Also on Green River, it starts, I think, in Casey County and runs into Taylor, where Green River Lake is impounded, then runs through Greensburg, through Mammoth Cave, and through Western Kentucky running into the Ohio River. The thing about Kentucky, quote-unquote, researchers, I've asked the well-known ones, and they said they'd never heard of Rolling Fork. So make of that what you will. On Bullitt County, it was much more rural 40 years ago. It backs up to the range on Knox also. Okay. Been aiming to holler for several years, so here you go. LOL. Besides Wayne's, none of these stories have ever been written down or spoken of. I'd be happy to give you the specific locations if interested. May you be blessed. And that's from Tommy in Campbellsville, Kentucky. Super cool.
0: So Campbellsville, I also have memories of. I went to... Let's see. Campbellsville, I believe is where Campbellsville university is. So we had a, we did a book show there back in the day with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, I don't know why this specific weekend stands out some, out to me, but we stayed in the dorms.
1: Oh, wow. <clears throat>
0: yeah. And we were in, so it was my mom and dad and Ethan and I, mm-hmm. and Ethan and I were in bunk beds in one room and we had like a suite. Okay. Dorms. <laughs> and I just remember we went to see men in black that weekend and it's the hardest I've ever seen. My dad laugh at a movie. <laughs> really? uh, he almost fell out of his chair at the theater. watching. Wow. It. But yeah. Campbellsville. Um, also where I believe two years later or a year later, or maybe around that same time, my dad and I went to see, um, conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts in the theater and infamously went for large super Sundays at friendlies before the movie and again, after.
1: You needed another Sunday to process all of that. I just
0: have a lot of memories of Kentucky, and most of them revolve around food. Uh, yeah. he, his Bullet County reference is because I had said something about mm-hmm. Bullet County having heard that there were reports there. My brother was stationed at Fort Knox okay. for a short period of time. So we've actually been on the base there, um, which to me at the time, the only thing that stood out about that was the fact that I was where. um, Goldfinger
1: <laughs>
0: was was,
1: uh, was based. Sort of looking around for traces. Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I, don't, I have nothing else. Yeah. It's a very cool letter.
1: It was a very cool letter. Mm-hmm. I love the fact, I mean, from time to time, because we do this, we've gotten those type of communications from people mm-hmm. and sort of, I guess what you'd call private accounts or just accounts that haven't been documented anywhere, which mm-hmm. is always it's both fascinating and it also gets you thinking about if that's, if that's true, then how many undocumented sightings have there been? I mean, there's of course no way to know that, yeah. but it just, it, your imagination can go crazy. Well, think, about, with
0: that. think about Minerva and how many people have told us their own Minerva monster stories, or think about the lady we met at, at Minerva monster mm-hmm. day who was able to corroborate the most ridiculous aspect of the Minerva monster story, which is the, the rock between the eyes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like those are people who otherwise probably wouldn't, you wouldn't know they right. exist. Like right. you'd, you'd have no idea that these stories are out there if we hadn't just communicated with these people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're not retelling those stories really. It's no. like, they're just, so if we're not like, how many stories, yeah, how many stories are there? Something else that I find very odd is we talked about this a little bit, but it just seems like there is not a very large, there there is not a readily available large amount of strange Kentucky reports. You've got these books by, um, help me out. Barton Nunnally. Barton Bart yeah.
1: Um And Charlie has Charlie Raymond done. So I
0: don't know the like Raymond's done a book, but, but, but he's yeah. at least got the website and yeah. all that stuff. But I was looking last night just, just because we were doing this show and I was like, maybe mm-hmm. I can turn up some more like weird mammoth cave stuff. There just isn't anything like you can't, And I know it's out there though. Yeah. Because like, um, there, I guess it's not there. There's, there aren't details. Like you look up mammoth cave legends or mammoth Mm -hmm. cave mysteries or mammoth cave monsters or mammoth cave hell. These are the things Mm -hmm. that I was searching last night or mammoth cave hollow earth. You'll find vague references all over the place and no detailed accounts outside of Nunnally's book, Mm -hmm. uh, his books. and, and I just think that's strange that you you could do the same thing for any other state, maybe not every state, mm-hmm. but, but you know like Ohio, you would have en- endless amounts of yeah stories coming at you and I can't you just can't find that mm-hmm. in Kentucky and I think that's really strange.
1: Yeah. I feel I feel like the Mammoth Cave stories are all you know there's a couple pieces to that. I think that there's so much of its oral tradition going back to you know, the deep past of the United States. And then it's locally sourced in the sense that what there is is contained in these sort of books that we picked up at the gift shop that are compilations of this one in particular, Mammoth Cave Curiosities. It's the collected stories of cave guides. And so it's very local. It's very, very specific. And I think they want to keep it that way to a certain degree, you know, for not necessarily financial reasons, but like these are our stories. Mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to convey, and that's something we've seen in other situations as well. Uh, in in a lot of the Appalachian culture, is that there's a sense of these are our stories, and we we are the keepers of them, and we don't necessarily want everybody to have the same access.
0: So, so it reminds me then. Of something I had thought of, this is probably getting way off course, but um, maybe, uh, Kentucky and West Virginia are really similar. We've talked we've talked about it, like just mm-hmm. culturally and everything. They mm-hmm. they feel similar when you're in both. You you almost indistinguishable. You travel from one state into the other, and you can travel a long ways, and it still feels like you're part of that same state. Um, is it that West Virginia had the Mothman, mm-hmm. and that Kentucky doesn't have its big? local legend that forced it into the spotlight for that type of folklore or you know what i mean where mothman kind of shed a spot or put a spotlight on west virginia for being a home to weird stuff so i know we have the kelly hopkinsville goblins and the Mm public monster but they didn't have a major hollywood movie right and is it that West Virginia just can't escape that now. So like they've embraced that to an extent. Mm. And so they are more open with their local legends or.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, 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 see where you're going with that. And I think you're it's Mothman is sort of the pivot point mm-hmm. where it's gone from, we're going to keep this to ourselves. We don't want people coming in from outside, giving us their opinion about yeah. this. And now it's inverted to where there's a, a realization that, this can really help our community. People aren't coming here to make fun of us; they're coming to enjoy the legend and see the sights for themselves, and that, well, and, that and, can be okay.
0: And they, well, and they almost can't escape it because, like, there's there's no hiding from it. So mm-hmm. you might as well just be open about it, right? But maybe because you think about the way people wrote about the paranormal in West Virginia prior to, say, the the two thousand two to two thousand two. So you've got Bob Teets writing his book that no one's ever heard of, mm-hmm. other than us. And what else is there other than Keel, like writing books about? There, there isn't like a huge.
1: The only, the only comparison I think Barker. would be well uh, the folklore collections um, that oh, were yeah. happening through. I can't remember the school mm-hmm. um, and the the woman who you know had like those three books. I can't think. Of I'm it blanking on her name. Yeah, so am I. but. But that's not exactly the same, but I think that's the closest equivalent yeah. because there's always a subsection of those folklore collections that deals with what we would think of as creature sightings and stuff.
0: It just makes me wonder why it's so difficult to find this kind of mm-hmm. lore connected to that particular state. You know, And I'm mm-hmm. sure if, uh, we're going to get emails from numerous people from Kentucky that are like, no, no, you just don't know about this, this and this. And my yeah. point is like, we don't know about it because it's not out there. Right, So like, it's hard to, you know about it. People from Kentucky probably know this stuff
1: cause it's passed right. around. Cause it's oral. Yeah. It's yeah. shared orally in yeah. your family if mm-hmm. it is shared at all. Yeah. And that's, and it circles back to our, the original point, which is, um, that letter was a demonstration of how difficult it is to share these stories within your own family, mm-hmm. much less a wider audience. Right. Um, so that helps explain some of the reluctance, I think people have. Okay, so there's <clears throat> one more letter. You know,
0: I think we does does this touch on Mammoth Cave because we might want to save this for the next episode. If if it doesn't, if it touches oh. on Mammoth Cave, it's a really cool letter. I read it yesterday. On oh, an okay. I, and I know you're gonna
1: have to look it up because it just keeps sending. Okay, like the heading. It's a it's a bomb.
0: longer it's a longer letter. I'm just trying to see if no, because this gets into like yeah, this gets into. We're gonna save this, okay? Because I feel like this might actually be a whole episode, um, and it's much more about window areas and and mm. stuff like that. Okay. Um. So I think we're gonna save that one. Cool. Um. So when we did the last episode, we were leaving.
1: I can't believe yeah. that was that long. <laughs> yes.
0: We were getting ready to leave for Mammoth Cave. We're back. Um,
1: <laughs> we, we
0: made it out. We survived and in a way. I wish it hadn't ended. Well, I mean, it's nice that it ended, but it was such a fun especially because I got sick like a week and a half later. Um, it was just such a great trip. I don't mm-hmm. know how you, like, we we barely talked since since the trip ended. Yeah. So, like, let's talk about our Mammoth Cave trip <laughs> for listeners. <laughs> uh, so, we for, for those that don't know, we drove to Mammoth Cave. We did our annual dudes weekend at Mammoth Cave National Park for the first. I mean, we were really only there for one full day. Right, we packed so much into that one full day; it was nonstop. I yeah. don't know how else to put it. Um, yeah, it
1: was. It was nonstop. Yeah, we pushed Tommy to the max. We
0: we, when he got back from the trip, he spent like Monday or Tuesday <laughs> in bed. Like Adrian said, he woke up the one morning, came downstairs, hung out with me. I went to work, and apparently, as soon as I left, he like went upstairs and went to bed. Like he was just wiped out, yes. Um,
1: he left it all uh, on the he field, lived,
0: yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Nothing left. Um, yeah, we, we, I don't even know how to talk about this because I don't want it to be uh, just us talking about our trip, mm-hmm. but like we definitely packed a lot into a very short period of time just in Kentucky. We went to Mammoth Cave, we did the Mammoth Cave tour, we did, um, we spent a little bit of time at Mammoth Cave Park, we went to Dinosaur world. Yes, for a very memorable jaunt around dinosaur yes. <laughs> world, we went to we went back into Mammoth Cave after dark for a one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life, which was a ferry across a river. Yeah, uh, what river was that again? The uh, red, uh, green.
1: It was the green. The river. green river. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a ferry that. I don't know how to uh, describe that's why don't whole, you describe it? It? it was a
1: whole process of discovery because yeah. Oh yeah, we, we were bigfoot hunting. Well, yeah. We we had learned that the ferry was open. So evidently there's times where it's not open. It probably has to do with water level. I don't know. But it was open. So we did this nighttime drive. Saw a coyote running across the road, which yeah, was pretty exciting. Was super cool. Um but we came up, we drove, you know, we knew that we were approaching the river Valley because we had been going down this decline for a long time. And then I think as we got close, we sort of recognized that there was like this barge like contraption yeah. on the river and, uh, parked the car and you and Andy got out. The road just out, dead-ended dead ended into end- the river. Yeah. And you guys got out and walked down a little ways and, Did he flash he flashed a
0: light at us? Yeah, Yeah. because
1: there's a man in in a boat. Yeah. In like a little cab. Yeah. And it's his job to drive the ferry over and back for whoever pulls up on either side of the river. Yeah. And it's just this flat top boat with um little ramps that come down each side. And you drive right up onto... Oh, yeah. I
0: have footage from this. So, yeah. for, so for squad viewers, this will actually be in the video. I'll put this cool. in the video yeah. version.
1: You drive right up onto the flat surface. You stop, put it in park, and then the guy drives the boat <laughs> across the river. And it, it's not a... It's not it's, a big river. It's not. It takes all of, what, 40, 50 seconds a, to cross?
0: tight br- it would be a very small bridge yeah that went over this
1: yep so we did that a couple times i think we just thought it to- was fun
0: <laughs> so we went back over on the way out but mark also found a road that was super creepy i didn't even let on to how creepy cre- creeped out <laughs> i was by where we were we drove up into like a group campground yeah, or as something a, as
1: a campground yeah thing. and
0: then we just kept driving on this road back through the woods and i th- seriously thought we were going to die because i was like if another car comes toward us first of all you can't get over for him right it was so tight yeah and then also like if someone came up in front of us and then someone came up behind us you're dead (laughs) we're all dead um
1: i feel like a lot of the roads in mammoth cave park were that way yeah i mean that was especially the one up up
0: by um, mammoth cave baptist church yeah that we were on um and we i mean we we got to talk about that. We talked yes. about Floyd Collins so much. We we did go to Sand Cave. Um, disappointed to see you can't really get down. I mean, people have clearly walked around and gone down there. Mm-hmm. And there was actually something else that stood out to me in watching the footage. There's no sign that says "Don't do this," so I think you can actually walk around down there. Probably, yeah. Um, maybe I don't know. <laughs> but um,
1: well, to your point, people have clearly done it. Yeah. There's a trail and, worn. Yeah. And you look I mean, in some of the historical photos and stuff, I mean there's absolutely a way in mm-hmm. that is well known. So I don't think I don't think we'd get yelled at if yeah. we went down there, but I don't
0: It would have been impossible with Tommy. Yeah. Tommy almost wiped out number <laughs>
1: Stepped off <that laughs> he almost
0: stepped off a bench. <laughs> uh, um so yeah, it was really kind of surreal being there after mm-hmm. having just right because I think that's the first, maybe the first time we've done something like that where it was like bang bang, where we did all this research on something and then immediately we're there the next day.
1: Yeah, the only I'm mean, obviously the only thing I'd compare it to is watching um, in oh, search of Bigfoot. Yeah, and then being, <laughs> being there, the, there next the next day, day. I and mean, it was it was reminiscent of that yeah. to a certain degree. But yeah, I mean having that fresh in your mind, and there's a you know the. Park has done an excellent job of putting a number of interpretive signage that tells the story of Floyd Collins and showed uh, showed me stuff I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had read about like the hamburger stands and yeah. stuff, but the pictures show that was a real thing. Yeah, and the media circus that resulted from his being entrapped. So there is sort of a spooky feel to that particular site. Yeah. I mean, you can't deny the fact that somebody perished there. It was. Kind of sad. Yeah,
0: the yeah, there's an air of sadness to the whole thing, and I don't know what that is, you know. But just not just Floyd Collins, but the whole thing. I th- I felt like there was a strange melancholy down there. But mm. that's my read on Kentucky. Okay, I don't. That's part of why I like sure. it so much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: I got to make a movie there real soon, um, but. Yeah, it was it was very cool being there, and then seeing we actually went to Mammoth Cave Baptist Church where he's buried and saw the the grave, um, which if you watched the the last episode, you've seen, Um, and then we did experience Mammoth Cave uh, walking tour. You pointed this out because I was doing my typical like uh, uh, complaining. but like just the fact that we were able to throw the trip together and still actually get to go in the cave was yeah. pretty miraculous. Cause we did just decide on this one, like two day, two weeks before we left yeah. or whatever. Yes. Um, so we had just yeah. to get to go in there. was pretty cool. I will say, I wish we had seen more. I just felt like we didn't experience any, we saw basically two big rooms mm-hmm. and then there's the caverns we walked through or the caves, you know, the passageways we walked through. But, um, It's a very weird is it's a definitely a weird place. The weirdest thing to me was having seen the room, the bigger room where you can actually see where the, the cave in it happened that used to be the big window out uh, looking out over the Valley. Yeah. And I just thought how beautiful that had to have been when that was still opened up. Mm -hmm. Cause there's, uh, there might even be pictures of what it actually looked like, but I've seen a painting of what it looked like. And you got to imagine what that would have been like to be in this huge right cavern and come into this room and you're looking out over this valley, you know? Yeah. And and I know one thing I had seen in one of the documentaries I watched was, um, what it would have looked like in, in, in like dinosaur times.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I just thought how crazy that like, like to be in that room and with that opening, looking out over the
1: mm-hmm.
0: the valley and yeah. the hills and the forests and everything, how gorgeous it must've been. I, I think, you know, I I enjoyed more going to Ohio Caverns. Not necessarily the experience. I loved getting to go with you guys and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But Ohio Caverns, we got to walk through kind of on our own pace and everything. Right. I didn't like having a guide, but at the same time, just getting to see and experience, what we did get to see and experience, I see what all the fuss is about. And, mm-hmm. and actually, I don't think there's enough fuss about Mammoth right. Cave that's made. It seems like it's a very much an overlooked national park.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would... I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think we were very fortunate to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's what's really maddening is to take a look at what is offered when or what was offered when things were normal. Seven miles. The wide variety of type of tours that you can take and and what was available for self-guided. Seven miles of self-guided tour. Yeah, and they, they lead tours that last up to six and eight hours. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw, like, the smallest glimpse mm-hmm. that you can still say you were in Mammoth Cave. Yeah. So it, it, if anything, I think it wet the appetite to mm. go back when times are better and there's more access to the cave. I don't know if I shared this with you, but I, I couldn't shake this. I felt stupid feeling this way when I was in there. But it kept occurring to me over and over again. This is real. This is not Disney. This is not a theme park. Yeah. This is a real thing. And I just, that kept playing in my mind. I had to fight it. I don't know why. Yeah, because
0: it's, I think it's just the sheer scope of it. And I was trying to catch everything he was saying, but I had a very angry toddler. (laughs) Yeah. And he was talking about how some of those rooms have been like cut out to Mm -hmm. some extent, but that all was there. I mean that's an exist that's that exists. Yes. And you think about 400 miles of discovered cave, and I was reading last night that every weekend they get in there without fa- it doesn't matter what the weekend is. There's someone in there further exploring the cave, and that's been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And they're at 400 miles, and they believe it could be another six beyond what they've got. Yeah. And you just think, well, what else is down there? Right. You know, like what else? Are there other big caverns or or are mm-hmm. all the big rooms sort of at the top or are they going to get further down and find more of the, mm-hmm. like, I know they there's like fat man squeeze and all these little, yes. like the hell hole and all that right. stuff in there, but like
1: the bottomless pit.
0: Yeah. But you just think of that just sitting there waiting to be discovered and it is, it, I totally get it because it feels like a theme park attraction, right? It really does. Yeah. Like when you I'm go that, in, yes that is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept thinking of the queue for um the Disneyland Indiana Jones ride, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and like, yeah, no, I, absolutely.
0: I and like that was uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to say it other than like that was like that's something that that was uh, dang man, it was created by God, so it's yeah, <laughs> like it's not a theme, park. Right. It's, right? It's the wildest thing,
1: it is, and uh, and to know how. You know extensive it really is. Yeah, we came back with maps and posters and yeah. stuff that yeah, still detail that how over
0: there.
1: how massive it really is. And I guess that that kind of opens the door to another portion of this, which I don't know if we have time to get into right now. But it's the uh, it is a tourist destination, mm-hmm. and I read something in the books that we picked up that made the claim, and I suppose it's true that Mammoth Cave can assert itself as the second tourist destination in the United States yeah, after I just Niagara read Falls. that last night. Yeah. And that bears out. I mean, it was everything... following
0: 1812, the war of 1812 mm-hmm. is when they started doing tours there, which I didn't realize it was that far back. Yeah.
1: yeah. So the, when you come in, when you drive in, what's so interesting to me is that in a certain way, you are retracing the steps that a lot of people took to get to mammoth cave, which is to say in the past, it was, a and first of all, you had to get there by horse or something, but then there was the train that came in and there's a walking trail now that's built where the, the train was, but you, you come in and on your way to mammoth cave, there's all these other caverns. Yeah. There's all these other tourist destinations, dinosaur world being the biggest and the most obvious, but there's onyx cave, yeah. which is a historical cave, yeah. but these are a lot of these are family owned and operated and you can see how they're all competing mm-hmm. for your still time and attention and your yeah. dollars. It's really <laughs> fascinating. I mean, that to me, that's almost as interesting as the cavern itself.
0: And you see it all the way in,
1: all the way. All yeah,
0: coming down. What is that? What road is that? Um, so, uh, the main. Highway, mean, I always forget. Is the, it Cave Road like the, or something? No, I mean Simple? the road when you're. Oh, the highway. Yeah, yeah. sixty-five. Yeah, because there's billboards, and then mm-hmm. you stop at like the the rest area or whatever. It's just like rows of brochures mm-hmm. with like different caves and like mini golf cave, and there was a cave with a <laughs> yeah. laser tag, and like <laughs> like it is. It's weird how mm-hmm. little has ch- everything's changed, but nothing's changed. Right. It's a. It is a very specific, it is something very specific to that area. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And something that the Images of America book brought to light is that Mammoth Cave used to have like a man-made archway. like, I don't know what color. It may have been a red archway. Mm -hmm. And the point of having that is that's where you want to go. Go by all these other places. Don't pay them any mind because where you want to go is the red archway or whatever archway it was, but that lets you know. Now you've gotten to the real Mammoth Cave. You're at the
0: cream of the crop. Yeah,
1: and it's all that sort of positioning for the tourist dollar yeah. that is always going on down there.
0: I, I feel like we've spent three weeks basically propping up Mammoth Cave as being a, a destination we think listeners should go to. And mm-hmm. I, having been there, I wholeheartedly recommend going. Um, the one thing I will say I have looked at what it looks like when, when you do those cave tours during like peak tour season, it mm-hmm. looks like a nightmare. It's like yeah. 100 people yeah. crammed in there. You're all walking. Right. and I, I was reading online that you can hardly hear the tour guide. Mm-hmm. So maybe avoid the peak season if you're going.
1: Right. When man, we went. I was
0: going to say when we went, it seemed perfect. Yeah.
1: And in some of the guidebooks, they say, you know, regardless, COVID or no COVID, January is a great time to go. It's mm-hmm. the least time, busy time. Yeah. But to your point, not only are there hundreds of people in a group at once, but I don't know if you could hear all the time. Our our tour leader said something to the effect that what they also have to navigate during high season is numerous tours at once. They have to time it perfectly hmm. to weave in and out so that there's room Yeah. for people to even navigate. Yeah. So we may have hit, like the most deserted mm-hmm. time that we'll ever be in our lifetimes of actually being in mammoth cave with the fewest amount of people, unless you work for the park system. So that was kind of crazy.
0: Uh, got a pl- quick plug for our Airbnb. Uh, it's called Caveside yeah. and and um, it is, it is in the park. Yes. You, you literally, it's the first uh, once you, you, you pass like an entrance sign, for for mammoth cave national park and then our airbnb it was like right on the left there um but it's called Caveside, and you can find it on airbnb and if you're there with what do you like six people i think you're good like yeah. it's three bedrooms and really really great i loved that place actually tommy loved it we had an air hockey table yep we had um
1: one and a half ping pong yeah that was
0: kind of strange <laughs> one and a half ping pong tables uh we had
1: uh cornhole, cornhole.
0: tommy is a Hornhole pro now. He's a natural. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, That's
1: a fantastic location. You're close. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can do all that stuff. Yeah. And 10 minutes you're back.
0: Yeah. And cave city is what? Eight minutes down the road or whatever. I mean, we drove down there and picked up pizza the one night and got ice cream. The one, Mm -hmm. you know, the next night. And uh, we're going to go back. Mm -hmm. I, I've (laughs) actually, I told Adrian when we got back, I'm not sure that we want to really change for next year's. (laughs) Like dudes weekend. Yeah. I just think we experienced so much, but at the same time, Tommy's got such a negative view of the cave that I feel like I have to turn him. He just did not like being told where to go and right. the cold. And, and I think I could win him over. <laughs> we'll probably do something different. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing uh, I really we I don't know that we really got to what we wanted to talk about on this episode. But um, the other thing I wanted to mention is we did get to go to to, to Adams, Tennessee. So oh. Tommy and I went to Adams on Sunday after we had a, a final morning to, together before mm-hmm. you guys left. We went down and saw the Mammoth Cave train or what was it called? Oh, yeah. Mammoth Cave train yep. or something. Um, And that was pretty cool. And then we, we left, and Tommy and I actually drove right from there to Adams, which was only 78 minutes, 80 minutes south um, of, of where we were. Mm-hmm. We went down there. We met up with Tim Henson. And, um, he had carved Tommy his own walking stick oh goodness. and gave him that it had his name on it. And we That's amazing. That's had awesome. lunch at Moss's with, <laughs> with him. I hadn't even got to go in there the first uh-huh. time. Um, and he bought our lunch, even though I didn't, you know, didn't want mm-hmm. to buy our lunch. He bought our lunch and then he took Tommy on a tour of the school. He had his keys. So he opened up the school for us, took Tommy and we showed us the museum and mm-hmm. all that. And then he actually took us over and let us in the cabin. So we got to go back in the cabin. I did a quick live video just to Mm -hmm. be like, Hey, we're here. Um, It was weird. Not as weird as I expected it to be. We don't very often get to go back to, we talked about this. We Mm -hmm. don't very often get to go back to places that we film at unless they're close by. Um, And so this was a little strange. Also, I just have such a positive view of the entire bell, Witch production that going back was, it was just strange. It was kind of like, it was neat, but it was Sad at the same time because yeah. it's like that chapter's closed where we've moved on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of weird, but um. And then that night we went to, Opryland Hotel, which Tommy is still talking about that hotel. Really, it so was really cool. Yeah, there the was boat no ride one and everything. There was no one there. I mean, we would have the you know they had those atriums. We'd have a whole atrium to ourselves. Like mm-hmm. the boat ride, we were yeah. the only ones on the boat. Um, wow. We went to Rainforest Cafe for dinner and mm-hmm. there were three other tables with people there. Like it was completely dead.
1: Yeah.
0: It was really strange, but um, yeah, he loved the hotel. Couldn't get enough of it. He's still <laughs> talking about it. He wants to take, he keeps telling Adrian, he wants to take his mom to the hotel. So. It was a really cool trip. Um, I know this episode did not have <laughs> probably as much to do with the paranormal as people expect from us. Yeah. Uh, but um, I have a feeling we'll revisit this topic maybe revisit the cave at some point. We mm-hmm. got to make a movie in a cave. Just got to do it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, strong recommend for Mammoth Cave. Definitely.
1: Definitely. It's one of the, I mean, it's, it's on the, I forget what, like the world, whatever that is, the, like the wonders of the world. Or yeah. Whatever. The list yeah. of the world's greatest places, whatever the official name is for that. And it's deserving. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think, what you want to balance out right now is is um access to the cave and you'll probably never see it this deserted again mm-hmm. versus um of course being able to see much more of it and all the interpretive stuff at the visitor center being open um versus shut down and shuttered
0: one thing you got to be aware of too if you get in there and can do the um self-guided tours or even the guided tours there's no bathrooms you're in a cave uh so just be ready for that um tommy was not ready for that no (laughs) despite his claims otherwise yeah um so there's there's that and then the other thing is i read yesterday someone got sick and actually died down in there about back in 2012 Mm. i don't know if that's the most recent but they were on a a guided tour okay they were two miles uh, one and a half miles in Mm-hmm. and he started feeling sick went down and it took him hour like 2 hours to get to him and get him out and it's cuz you're down in the middle of right the earth so just yeah be aware mm-hmm. you know, like of a certain age I would be a little cautious going down in there
1: right and it's there's walking involved i mean you're yeah. not thinking about it mm-hmm. if, if you're blessed to be able to just walk yeah you don't think about it too much cuz your attention is on other things but you're covering a lot of ground and it's to get down into the cave and Mm -hmm. back out is a significant incline and decline.
0: Yeah. Final thoughts on this trip or the cave or Kentucky. Oh my gosh. We talked about
1: everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely, it needs to be seen. You need to experience this if you haven't. And where we were at, you know, if you have trouble with claustrophobia or things of that nature, that shouldn't affect you at least in the, the um, initial first rooms because it's the ceiling is so high i think that's part of why i had those feelings of unreality almost is that it was just a such a high canopy but um and you know i think it's a place that needs to be seen and the, the history of it is very rich it's like americana 101 all the, the stories that attach to it and if you have the chance to see it uh, by all means take advantage of that